0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. On this week's episode, I'm going to talk to you about... I accidentally closed the notes. Um, is this the Great Pumpkin price, surge? Uh, I don't know. I just thought of a fun play on, uh, on the, it, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Um, and it kind of actually is applicable to this situation. Um, then I'm going to talk to you about uh, non-KYC DCA machines. That's right. Bitcoin miners, or servers, as Bob Burnett likes to call them, <clears throat> and I'll get into that a little bit, of why he wants to call them that, if you haven't heard him say it before. Um, and then also, uh, you know, just a couple other things. So, first of all, you should get a Bitbox02 hardware wallet. Go to bitbox.swiss slash Simple. Use the promo code bitcoinmadesimple to get 5% off, and take your coins off the exchange, please. It, you, you're you doing yourself a favor, and it's really easy to use. The bed box is so simple to use. <clears throat> uh, apologies for that frog in my throat. So, is this the Great Pumpkin Price Surge Charlie Brown? Well, it is. We're uh, late, slightly over 24 hours until Halloween. If you're familiar with the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, for those of you that are... Not, I will give you a brief overview that Linus, um, who's Charlie Brown's friend, always thinks that this great pumpkin is going to show up. Um, and every year he's just disappointed. And then even this year, he finally thinks that it is the great pumpkin and a shadow standing up. And it turns out the shadow is just Snoopy. He passes out and there was no great pumpkin and he doesn't get anything. And misses out on the big picture. So I thought about that because I was watching it with my kids. And everybody's talking about the Bitcoin price. Go crazy. You know, oh, look how high it is. It's up to, you know, 33 k We're at 34 I mean, right now the price is just like late Sunday night. By the way, I apologize for this not being out on Friday. Oh, I'm, I'm so busy. As you guys uh, probably want to hear. Um, yeah, I, I apologize. It just... Been busy, but um frankly, like a, a good number of the times I record, I record late at night. Um and I've been so tired from running around like crazy that I have passed out putting my kids to sleep. Oh my like yawning right now. Sorry. Um passed out putting my kids to sleep like four nights in a row. Uh and like literally slept. For like six, seven, eight hours, <laughs> so it was, uh, I guess, sleep I needed. But um, but yeah, the price of Bitcoin right now is at thirty-four thousand two hundred seventy-five dollars and six cents. Um, and you know, is this really the thing that's going to go? Um, in my opinion, and again, none of this is financial advice. And if you're using me for financial advice, you've got bigger problems. But um. To me, it—if you look at the price surge—I think it's like a macroeconomics thing playing out, where you know, you, you have the finite supply. We all know that it's diminishing. The halving's coming soon. Blah blah blah. So, like, the price should be going up. I think what's making it not skyrocket is a, the lack of a liquidity event. Um, I don't even know if I'm using these terms right, but the lack of a liquidity. Injection from, I mean, there's no QE happening, which is, you know, a a good thing. Uh, And there's there's not um, as much money print. I mean, they're still printing money, but, you know, the Fed is hiking rates to, you know, claw back all those dollars off the market. Um, So in my opinion, the liquidity injection... Is what's gonna really make it take off Um, And so while I I am talking about the price I'm saying is it the great pumpkin Charlie Brown because instead of sitting around and waiting for the moon shot waiting for the Bitcoin to moon and take over your life and you'll be everything will be set and your life will be set forever um, don't don't be Linus sitting in the field waiting uh, get out there and go get your candy. Go door to door and say trick or treat and get your... Uh, what what would you say in like a Bitcoin... <sighs> if I ever made that show called The Citadel and where everybody's a Bitcoiner, um, what would they say trick or treating to each other? I don't know. I don't have a funny one for that yet. I gotta think about it more. Um but uh i just don't i don't know i mean there's so many events that could happen that could trigger this to go back down um i don't know uh i'm not so all i'm saying is don't focus on the price and frankly there's too many of us that are focused on the price cuz you know to me honestly like <sighs> I probably wouldn't post about the price again until. Sorry, I am so tired. I'm just yawning into the microphone. A better podcaster would edit this all out, but I give it. I give you guys this. Uh, this information raw, so that I. Uh, I just feel it's more authentic to me. Um. But the, I probably won't talk about the price until it reaches. Like it's all time high and passes it, you know. Um, like on the run up last time, I was like, whoa, well, whoa, well, you know. And then, like, it dropped back down. But then when it surged up, people were like, 44K, here we go, you know, like 44K all day, 45K all day, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I don't know, it just kind of gets old to me. Um, So it's like if you're not at an all-time high or anything like that, then then what are you talking about Um, other than trying to, like, will it up? Like, that's the feel I get. The feeling I get is that it feels like, I mean, I've tweeted this out before. I'm like, some of y'all have, are too dependent on number go up, and it shows. I'm not talking about any of you in particular. I'm just saying it's a general thing in the Bitcoin space that I see where we all like to talk about how you know it's not about number go up and everything the moment the price goes up just a little bit everybody wets their pants and turns into a cheerleader fanboy um i don't know that's just my opinion uh that maybe we shouldn't do that and uh, you know i mean like to me you know whenever it breaks all time highs it'll be amazing to sit there and go wow like one bitcoin is worth seventy five thousand dollars. that's insane um but until then i don't know it just every time it goes back up i'm like oh my god like because there'll be people who post stuff like you know this like green candle like you know oh look bitcoin's mooning and i'm like I'll, that At that point, I'll check the price because I'm like, okay, like it's been hovering around $34,000 for like a week or so. You know, you see people posting it, I'm like, did I miss something? And like, go like open the app, you know, no, like we're still the same, I, we're just there floating along, floating along all accident and like. Uh, I was like a British Tom, uh, British Forrest Gump when, when you say floating along all actual, accidental like in a breeze. Um, yeah. So anyways, but somebody outside, so outside of the price surge, um, and everybody's talking about that. I did. Thank you. One of you listeners tagged me in something over the weekend, uh, quoting me. So I am, I'm uh, honored. Uh, that I have contributed anything to this Bitcoin space that is worth quoting other than like shit jokes and stuff like that. Like, that was like, I think my thought, my thing. But uh, yeah, somebody quoted me uh, saying that it, it is a non-K, a Bitcoin miner is a non-KYC DCA machine. Um, and I was like, damn That's a good one. And I'm glad it's getting out there. Um, And I don't think enough people know that because the the tweet was in response to a question asking, where's the best place to buy Bitcoin on an exchange or miner? You know, it's like a poll. Um, And so that's what uh, one of you guys posted in there was that it's best to do it that way. Um, A non-KYC DCA machine. I agree wholeheartedly. And um and I think you should all be doing that. And you should do it now. The reason I really bring it up is because you should do it and then move the coins to your Bitbox O two hardware wallet. Go to bitbox.swiss slash Made Simple. Use promo code BitcoinMade to get five percent off. Um but you should uh you should do that. Now because the Bitcoin miners, and I will also try I'm trying to switch myself to calling them servers, um, because that's what Bob Burnett has been calling them, and I'll get into that in a second. But the Bitcoin servers um are at a great price right now. So if you're looking for a DCA machine, um think about it like, okay, it costs Let's say you get one for like 1800 bucks right now. Um, think about the long haul and will you pay $1,800 in fees uh, for buying, you know, buying, I mean, the exchanges have a spread so that they, you know, make a little bit. So maybe in the long run, it's more worth it. Um, also, like a a price run up will make it profitable um, eventually. you know. I mean, even, even at the highest electricity rates, um, you would, I mean, I guess not the highest. I don't know what the highest is. But like I'm thinking, if you're somewhere, like someone that's like 16 cents per kilowatt, 20 cents per kilowatt, uh, it's not going to be profitable at the moment. But eventually it could be. But you're getting those SATs DCA'd right into your Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Uh, you can set it up that way. So I'm thinking that maybe yins, that's what—that's uh, how Pittsburghers say y'all. And I don't actually say that, by the way. I just thought I'd throw that out there because I said y'all earlier and I put a mental note in that I should say yins. Um, yeah, you guys should do that. So while prices are still low, jump on that. Um, and, but so Bob talks about, Bob Burnett, uh, with Barefoot Mining talks about Bitcoin miners being Bitcoin servers and classifying them that way. And I think it's a good classification, um, because, you know, the censorship is going to come and it's going to come hard. Um, and if they say, if they regulate what they can what you can put on a computer, what you can say like do on different pieces of hardware, they could look at the miners like well no, sorry, I'm thinking of it backwards. If we if we keep calling them miners and not what they are, which is they are computer servers that just happen to be hashing this specific function that generates Bitcoin. Um so if we have these computer servers uh, they can't ban computer servers because they'd have to ban every computer server around the world or around the country, wherever you live. Um, and that is not going to happen. So it's important distinction. Um, and it, it actually is happening smoother than I thought it was. Like I remember when Bob first brought it up to me, I was like, man, that's going to be pretty tough like transition. Um, but Bob and I talk a lot Uh, we talk a lot about Bitcoin mining and I'm like, you know, saying servers like much more smoothly than I ever expected. Um, so yeah, I think it's an important distinction and if we could get that train a going, uh, then that would be, that would be wonderful. But, um, the other thing I want to talk about was, uh, I mean, there's a million things I want to talk about. Movies plus, uh, I can talk about that in a little bit but um, one thing was like us taking things way too seriously um, I just you know like I see it through life where and I'm guilty of it too because I'll take things like really really seriously um, and and it just let's say like <laughs> Sports. Um, yeah, sports I'm guilty of. Like, my sports team's losing. I get pretty worked up during the games. Um, but I was amazed. So one of my business partners in Movies Plus is from Philadelphia. He's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And I remember last year when the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. And they lost on a bullshit call. They should. It was total BS. I was like man, I I don't know how you're handling this. And he's a little bit older than me and wiser than me. Uh, and he was like, I can only get so mad about a game that I didn't play in that was played by a bunch of people that I don't know. And I was like, that's a pretty, oh, well, look at that. That's a healthy perspective. Um, in Pittsburgh, we don't necessarily have that luxury because – I don't know. We're just a different animal here. We take it super serious. Um, And that's part of the fun of it, to be honest. Um, But yeah, there's just a bunch of other things that we get wrapped up in and take way too seriously. Um, You know, like, for example, I I do a good job of this, so I, I am thankful of that, but like... You know, my kids' sports. Um, You know, like, I really... I want them to do well. That's what I want. But I always tell them whenever I'm coaching them, like, the most important thing, guys, is you got to have fun. You got to have fun in what you're doing. Because if you're not having fun, then you're missing out on the point of this. Uh, And I just worry, like, as time goes on, like, there's so much pressure on kids uh no no i was at my nephew's um hockey game tonight and you know he's 12 now crap i can't believe he's 12 um and uh i mean he's a great hockey player and and watching him skate and i'm like wow like <laughs> it's just awesome to see and like and he takes it in stride like pretty, like he's not getting worked up, uh, you know, and accepting the pressure, but there is, but you know, if my brother and sister-in-law didn't do a good job of, you know, re- relegating that or regulating that relegating, I'm a moron sometimes I'm tired, but anyways, regulating that, you know, it, it's easy for parents to get carried away. And, you know, I was talking to one of the dads there, um, and, you know, we were just talking about how, how crazy the schedule can get with sports um, and different things. You know, it could be Taekwondo. It could be, you know, a spelling bee. I mean, all these different things that we really, really, really get wrapped up in, um, you know. And and so, like, I don't know. It's just a weird pressure that I feel we take too seriously. I was, For example... You know it's like I realize in like my son's baseball league in the you know spring um it's like I was like you know i I won every time he gets up to get a base hit, you know, hit a home run, whatever and and do well, and so whenever he doesn't, I'm just naturally disappointed, I'm not disappointed in him, I'm not upset at him, nothing like that. But you have to realize that this is a – a kid doesn't understand that. So if you're upset that they didn't get a hit but you're not upset at them and they see that you're upset, they're going to know. So it's like I just – I go straight into it. I'm like everything's positive. It's got to be positive right now. Um, There will come a time when sports do get more serious. You know, like you're in high school – okay, you have an opportunity here to, you know, make some hay for yourself in life uh, in some different things, whether it be scholarship opportunities, opportunities to make money, um, whatever, wherever your skills take you. Um, And also, you know, you're starting to become an adult in high school and, and learning skills that are going to be important for the rest of your life. So, you know, in terms of like effort, focus, things like that, it's important. And you, you know, coaches at that point can be disappointed, upset, all that kind of stuff. But it's like, you know, I just like reframed in my mind. I'm like, I, I, so I've made it a point. I'm like, I've never, ever, ever been disappointed um, in any play. Like, I mean, I've never disappointed in my kid doing, you know, trying his hardest. That's all I care about. Um, but like I said, what I'm mentioning is, you know, if he hits a line drive to right field and it's going to, if it gets down, it's going to be a double and the outfielder makes a catch, I'm disappointed, but I just try to like immediately turn that into like, Hey, like way to drive the ball, you know? Um, and, uh, and I don't know. I just, I've noticed in life, um, we're taking so many things way too seriously. We gotta chill out. And I, I just feel like that's where people were getting pushed to like snapping, um, you know, tough, like the economic times are tough. Uh, <sighs> Like, you know, everybody's, the cost of everything is going up the, you know, it, it, everywhere you turn i mean it's like good luck find, finding an item for groceries that's less than $5 um it just doesn't exist so everybody's under this pressure cooker and i thought of this whenever if you guys saw that that lady that flipped out on the airplane saying that that person was not real um that person you know had a bad moment that was caught on camera. But I feel like we were seeing a lot of those bad moments caught on camera. And yes, I know we have a lot of proliferation of cameras we didn't have back in the day. But I I think that we're under a certain pressure right now. Um, and some of it... So some of it you can't take off. Some of it you can't offload. But there is a good amount that you can. So uh, try your best. To unload it. Um, And then. uh, Yeah. uh, Movies Plus by the way. I appreciate you guys. If you want to go to Movies Plus. Go to MyMoviesPlus.com. And use the promo code Corey. You get a whole year for 24 bucks. Uh, And it supports me. It supports independent film. It supports free speech. It supports just good movies. Um, And we're trying to tailor that to you. uh, More and more. So. Um, but a little background, you guys know, I think I mentioned this before, but you guys know, uh, like, I guess movies plus is like my day job, but also I've been in the movie production end, and I have a movie called unsinkable, uh, about the inquiry into the sinking of the Titanic, uh, that we filmed in Pittsburgh here. And it will be premiering on November eighth at the Three Rivers Film Festival. Um in a sold out five hundred and fifty seat theater, which is crazy. Um and yeah, it was a long time coming. Uh been working on this project. Uh when the idea was t- twenty sixteen. That's whenever Me and my friend producing partner, uh, we, we started talking about it. Um, it was an old stage play that they, uh, knew who optioned the rights. And so we turned it into a screenplay and, um, and yeah, uh, and off it went. So now it's out going out there to the world. Um, and it's pretty crazy to experience, um, and I think you guys will like it, so I hope I hope you get a chance to, to watch it um, when it comes out. It probably won't be like available for purchase and rent until the, I think April is whenever we're gonna release it around the anniversary of the sinking. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's what's going on with Unsinkable. Um, it's just gonna be different uh I don't know, it's gonna be a at a different moment because I think there's like a red carpet and all that kind of stuff. And, um, my wife, uh, who's more, uh, have of a reclusive personality is going to have to, uh, be in front of people. (laughs) So, uh, you know, she's, I mean, she'll be fine, but it's just that moment of like being in front of people. She doesn't know when we get to the reception and everything afterwards, she'll be better. But, um, but yeah. So, uh, also, I mean, the last thing I wanted to talk about was cars, like, I was thinking about, like, how long can you make a car last? So I was looking at, like, our oldest car, and I was like, I'm running that thing till it, like, the wheels come off. And then I started thinking about it, and I was like, I wonder, I mean, it won't be soon, but, like, I wonder if that car would still be working Whenever our oldest son gets, like, his driver's license. Hmm. Because, you know, I my first car I bought for $800. Um, Our oldest car right now, I mean, it's 13 years old. Uh, and I guarantee you, like, the Kelly Blue Book value is probably, like, you know, if we sold it it'd probably be like $1,200. It's not that it's, it's in good shape. It's just got like 140,000 miles on it. Um, but we don't drive, it's our primary car anymore. So we keep it, you know, for secondary. But I was like, Oh, like, you know, even if we have to get another car, I'd prefer that we just keep not having a car payment and, uh, you know, owning two cars and just running them. But, um, but yeah the if we don't have a car payment um you know it'd be great, and maybe we add one down the line, but if we do add one down the line at some point, it would be pretty cool if whenever our uh kid got his driver's license, it could be like, Here's our old car, you have one now, um, and take care of it and keep keep up on it, and it'll take care of you uh and I definitely did not know that like I mean growing up. Um but my mother or my my father in law uh is a, a car guy so he makes he he drilled it into me to stay on top of these things. Um and, and I have so uh yeah I just I think it's like a Bitcoiner rite of passage to have as much uh as old of a car as possible. Um because you'd rather be stacking sats than buying another car and you should probably do the do that and stack your sets instead of uh using it on a car payment and get the bitbox o two hardware wallet and you'll put your coins on there and I will talk to you guys later.